Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's move on. I think we're up. Are we up to tight end now? Or, or yep, yeah. we, we are. Yep, we're now to tight end. Okay. <laughs> Steve, the most ahead. fun position in fantasy football ever. This will be the quickest segment. Um, <laughs> okay, so this guy, I have to admit, has, this guy's been a my guy since 2015. I, <laughs> in a dynasty draft, drafted this guy because Gil Brandt said he was the steal of the draft in the sixth round. I'm talking oh, about Darren Waller, the New York Giants tight end. When I drafted him in dynasty, he was a wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens. And... <laughs> I held on to this guy for like four years on my dynasty roster, just like with all the problems that he was going through. And then I finally released him and then somebody else picked him up and he turned into what was Darren Waller for two elite tight end seasons. Um, The thing with Waller is he's only been healthy for two seasons in his seven year career. So that's the biggest knock on him. But since he's become like this elite tight end, he's been awesome. Um, what I like about him is not only is he probably the most athletic tight end in the league, you know, maybe Kyle Pitts, you could make the argument there, but um, the Giants went after him. They wanted to get him. Uh, his head coach, Brian Dabble, he doesn't have a great history with as an offensive coordinator with tight ends, but he never really had any as an OC. Like he has one tight end one season with Benjamin Watson back in like 2009 when he was with Cleveland, but he was the tight end coach in new England for like prime Gronk years. So I think he knew what a weapon Gronk was in that offense. I think that's what he's trying to do with Darren Waller. Maybe not the same used exactly the same way as Gronk, but basically just a weapon. Um, He's going to be the number one target for the giants this year. I'm not worried about any of the wide receivers. I don't even, they're all the same guy. It's, it's just a bunch of wide receiver, two, threes and fours on that team. Um, There's no alpha wide receiver. That's going to, demand more targets than Waller, in my opinion. Um, he's already shown a ton of chemistry with Daniel Jones in camp um, and in limited preseason action. He was Daniel Jones' first two passes in preseason this year went to Darren Waller. And, you know, they went in the slot. He was playing outside against corners. They're going to move him all over the field. Um, so, yeah, I'm all in on, on uh, Darren Waller. I think he's not going to outscore Kelsey. I, I'm not going to go that far. But I think he could finish as the tight end, too, this year. And he's going after all the big name tight ends right now. I think he's going in a perfect spot. He's gone up a little bit in ADP. 
um, over the last month. I think he's gone up about 10 spots, but he's going at pick 50, 51 actually right now. He's in that range with like Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Miles Sanders, you know, he's going in that range. Every draft, I have not taken a tight end ahead of him because I try to get him in every draft. I've been trying yeah. to get him in that like fifth or sixth round. And so, yeah, he's uh, I'm expecting big things from him this year. No, I love that. I, I think he's somebody that I'm targeting as well. Um, and I'll talk about my um, my guy in a minute after Zach. But, you know, if I don't, you know, if I don't grab um, Darren Waller, I'm grabbing my guy. Right. That's kind of yeah. how I've been looking Just at it. But he's go been into somebody it, that then. You know, you can go first. That's fine. No, I don't want to. I don't want to. Don't force me into it, Zach. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to build suspense here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, All right. Everyone knows so, who my guy is. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. But I do want to say one more thing about about Waller. You know, it's interesting because like rare like what you want to hear from camp you want to hear all these good good things from camp right and you hear these things coming in you're like okay like i hear really good things but let's see if it translates to the field and then in preseason he gets tar- targeted on 40 percent of his routes run right with the 80 percent route participation so it's like you know that he's gonna get his right like mm-hmm. it's just confirmation it's like you hear all the stuff from all the beat reporters and then you see it in the game like in and, and then you like get you get confirmation and you're like all right cool and then he stayed healthy for the entirety of training camp which is what you want and yeah. preseason yeah. so you want you you love you love to see it man huh? not I'm not gonna wood for Darren Waller here I'm happy plus Zach right. plus the Giants traded for him remember this wasn't like a signing they traded for him so yeah. like that also tells you that they want to use him in the offense plus I go back to this stat all the time that Daniel Jones hasn't supported a top 36 wide receiver in his career he's still not going to but. I think Darren Waller's the best pass catcher he's had. He's going to have had in his career by a long shot. As long as he's healthy, of course it makes sense that Daniel Jones is going to be forcing the ball to him. You know what I mean? That's just how it's going to work. Who's your tight end, Zach? Let's hear it. All right. Now, I know you were going back and forth to me a little bit about explaining this guy's target share, but I got an answer to that. Don't worry. I'm talking about George Kittle. (laughs) He's on the 49ers. He is definitely dealing with a lot of competition, but I'd like to see you for us try to put up the kind of numbers Kittle did last year, competing with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey. Like, it's just ridiculous. He's still one of the most talented tight ends in the league. He's going to be 30 this year, so I'll give you that. But he's one of the best creators after the catch on an offense that's designed to rely on that a ton. He checks all the boxes last year on a season-long basis, 75-plus percent route participation at 78%, 24 air yard share, third among all tight ends with 50-plus targets and a 17.8% target share. That was seventh among those tight ends. He's also essentially first in yards after contact per reception with 2.87. He did finish behind Jordan Akins and Foster Morrow, who both barely made the cut by having exactly 50 targets. But um, he was also second in fantasy points per game season long with 13.4. And all of that, despite playing with three different quarterbacks during the season last season. Now, granted, Lance's time was very minimal. But still, there's quarterback turnover there, and it's not always easy to navigate. He was still the tight end, too. But it's his numbers with the quarterback that he's going to be playing with this year that I really want to focus on. In the six games that Brock Purdy played and started in 2022, between weeks 13 and 18, he was among the league's best in nearly every metric. We're talking 27.9% air yard share. That was fifth. 19.8% target share. That was tied with McCaffrey during that time. 2.09 yards per route run, fourth in the NFL, and 16.3 PPR points per game. The most important statistic right there. That was first among all tight ends. That's a monster tight end one on offense that already figures, that already has 
three other great fantasy weapons. He benefits from playing on a good balanced offense, Kyle Shanahan system. Pretty much anybody works there besides Trey Lance. And before you start with the his stats were inflated by touchdowns argument, let's just take away four of his touchdowns from last season, just for fun. And the yardage equivalent to his average yards per reception between weeks 13 to 18 multiplied by four receptions. So that was 13 yards per reception. Take away, let's see, if, is my math on point here that's 52 yards something like that all, 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 all i can see is like that 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 gif with like the with what's his with uh what's his face just with all like the numbers behind yes right now. like that's, that's right. kind of how i'm looking at it the right smoke now. coming out of my ears it's happening <laughs> but uh yeah so you take away those points and he goes from tight end one to the tight end seven that's 16.3 points per game to 11.4 points per game but tight end seven that's his floor with brock purdy at quarterback on a good offense like i'll take that he has a safe floor as long as he stays healthy, as long as Brock Purdy's a quarterback. We saw he loved throwing the ball to Kittle. Kittle also had a bunch of end zone targets. In those six games he played, he had five end zone targets that led tight ends. I think he was tied with one or two other guys, but either either way, he was being looked for in the red zone. He's going to be a touchdown machine again. So I'm all in on Kittle. I think his price is very good. If I miss out on the top four guys, who I do think Darren Waller, Steve, is one of those top four guys, if I miss out on all of them, I mean, Kittle, I think, is my next choice. Yeah, I just can't take him because he's going two spots ahead of Darren Waller. That's the only reason I can't take him because right. Waller is my target in every draft. But no, I, I I like everything you said about him. He's It's one of those things, don't you think we re- overreact sometimes to situation? I, I know I've done it a ton of times where it's like, we did it with Tyreek Hill you know, last year where we're like, and Jalen Waddle, where we're like, they're going to be feeding off of each other, like taking away targets from each other, and then they both destroy. So I yeah. do get the argument with, competition because san francisco has about as much as you can get they probably have all around one of the most loaded rosters in the nfl um but it is george kittle he's such an elite talent such an elite talent the position that you i can't i i don't know like i said I, I i'm getting waller but i don't think he's a guy i would ever fade just because he's that good right like it's it's hard to bet against him i mean just look at the numbers like i was convincing myself even more going into this when we were picking our guys and it's like I, I didn't want to pick Darren Waller because you were doing him. And then Faraz asked me who I was doing. And I was like, who am I doing? I was like, I've been taking a little, I've been taking pretty much a Kittle in drafts. But like, I wasn't ever finding myself really, you know, like, he's my guy. But then you look at these numbers, it's just like, it's hard to deny. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that he's one of the last guys coming off the board that could challenge. I mean, I don't want to say he's going to be tight end one, but like you talk about the tight end two spot is essentially the tight end one spot now because Travis Kelsey <laughs> is the tight yeah. end one. But he can go for that tight end two spot if he can keep up even just like similar production what we saw from him with Purdy last year selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is here to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system wherever and whatever you're selling Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. My concern with Kittle is all the other weapons on the offense. And I think Mm. he's the one who ended up eating last in this offense. Now, the touchdowns were there, but the touchdowns aren't as sticky. And that's that's really my issue there, right? And can he see a regression? I think he can see a a, a notable touchdown regression this year. And, you know, if you look at all the games that Brock Purdy played with all those guys in the field, right? Debo, CMC, um, Brandon Ayuk. The last guy was was George Kittle. He was the only one who didn't get more than a twenty percent target share in those games. And now we're including playoffs, right? Thirteen percent target share for George Kittle in those games where all four of those guys were on the field with Brock Purdy, and that's really really low, right? Thirteen percent is not good. Now. Can that change? Can that shift a little bit? Yes, because it's a small sample, right? We, we don't know what that's going to look like. There's been a lot of you know QBs in there, up and down. They have a whole offseason now to, to get things right. So George Kittle is a very good, very talented guy who could potentially get in there. But the fact that they have all these other talented options, like it's just hard for me to buy into Kittle at that price. Like you mentioned, you know, Darren Waller going right there and then some other options later. I'm, I'm kind of full fade mode on George Kittle personally because of that. You know, the only thing I'll say is I get the, where he's going argument, but I do, you know, I'd much rather take him, let's say than like a Evan Ingram at pick 80. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's uh, one I'm, of those I'm, things. I'm fading Ingram probably harder than I am Kittle. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like, <laughs> I, I still think Kittle, if you have him as your tight end, He's going to be fine. It's just that kind of where he's going. I I get what you're saying. It's it's in a tough spot for me to draft him. It is. Um, now, I might as well just go ahead and get into my tight end, my guy. And yeah. this might you might see this coming. It's Pat Firemuth. Pat Firemuth is somebody who, you know, I look for a few things for a tight end breakout. And one of those things is, are you making progress throughout your career? Right? He's going into this third year which is when we tend to look for these breakouts for tight ends. But first year, 60 catches for 497 yards. Second season, 63 catches for 732 yards, right? So nice improvement there. Frymouth, sixth all-time in receptions among tight ends over their first two seasons in the NFL. All-time. Okay, some of the names that are ahead of him, Gronk, George Kittle, Jimmy Graham, Aaron Hernandez. Okay, he was only behind Kittle, Kelsey and Andrews in yards per route run last year among qualifying tight ends. And with the way Kenny Pickett is looking right now, this offense potentially taking a step forward. I think Frymouth can combine his ability, the potential breakout that he was going to have anyway, 
and now this ascending offense into a potential top five finish this year at the position. And I, I still think there's a good chance that Frymouth continues to lead target share ahead of George Pickens, just like he did pretty clearly last year, unless Pickens is taking this huge monster jump. I, I, I don't, I'm not in the same boat as a lot of other people when it comes to George Pickens, but I think Pat Frymouth is the guy to be betting on uh, outside of Deontay Johnson uh, on this offense, especially at his price. You know, you were talking for us earlier about sexy picks. I think Fryermuth is not a sexy pick. He's one of those things where you're just like, oh, do I need a tight end? Do I take him? But everything you're saying is 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 right. I mean, the guy had 98 targets last year, you know, and how many tight ends can you say that for? He was fifth in targets, fourth in air yards. You just look at you look at all of the metrics that you want to see. He's got a lot of single digit rankings in all these metrics, you know, so I think he's one of those guys. If you don't get all the the, the tight ends that we've talked about, one of those tight ends, I, I have no problem taking him where he's going. I think he's a, a good value uh, where he's. Going I think that the tight ends, like if I'm going through a draft, um, and the tight ends that I'm aiming for, like I'll grab Kelsey. If not, I'll grab Mark Andrews. If not, I'll grab um, Darren Waller. And if not, I'll grab Pat Frymuth. That's kind of okay. how I've been doing it. And then if not Pat Frymuth. I'll probably take in a shot on these rookie tight ends. You know, I'll take a shot on Chigo Conquo, right? Like those are the guys that I'm taking shots on. And if yeah. I don't grab Pat Frymuth, most likely I'm grabbing two tight ends to close yeah, out my yeah. draft, you know, overall, just because you kind of want to hedge a little bit because those other guys after Frymuth, I kind of feel like it's a crapshoot. Can I get, can we do just a quick name game for some other tight ends that are going yeah, similar? So we, I, I already know the answer. I think Evan Ingram, you'd rather have Frymuth. Um, what about Njoku is your next and, one, right? Yeah, and Joku. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. was gonna ask it's, next. A, it's, a, it's a good question. Um, I do lean Frymouth. I do have okay. him ahead of him. I, I think Elijah Moore is gonna be very, very involved in the Browns offense. And, and I do think that it's really him and Amari Cooper leading that team. And then I think do I do think Njoku is gonna be ahead of uh, Diamond Peoples Jones in terms of target share. And he's yeah. been having a good camp too. And he has extreme ability. But he's been in the league for a little bit now, right? And he hasn't broken out, he hasn't broken out to that level that we thought he could so yep. what is his ceiling does he have more in him right i think that's the question but we see these tight ends breaking out a lot later a lot of the times right so it, it, it is possible but i do lean frymouth over Najoku. i think i have them i just posted my tight end rankings as we were talking today um, I, I have Najoku. i actually have Najoku ranked beneath evan ingram um okay and uh, i might have to, i might have to double check that but pat frymouth yep. at eight Ingram at nine and David and Joker at ten. That's how, that's kind of nice. how I have it at this point. I like it. And by like the way, it. guys, if you're looking for my rankings, Patreon.com/slash Upper Hand Fantasy. Okay, that's where all the rankings are, positional flex, all that. If you haven't drafted yet, I have a ton of resources to help you, including round by round targets. So you can go check that out. Patreon.com/slash Upper Hand Fantasy. You have a lot more stuff. Access to me, my phone number. You can text me, ask me a fantasy question. Okay, so so go check it out. Appreciate you guys. Anyway, Steve. Thank you for joining the Upper Hand Fantasy yeah, Podcast. Thank you. thank you. We we really really appreciate it, man. Like we, I wish we worked more closely together. Like in like do, do more stuff, but we you know we're just so busy. We're both running our own ships here. Um, yeah. Is that how? No, uh, driving our own ships. Uh, it's, steering our own ships. Uh, what are we steering? Steer, uh, steering. You know, if ships? you if you know anything about me, Faraz, I am not the one to ask what the the phrase is. 
we have a running joke on my podcast that I screw up phrases all the time. I'm always <laughs> it's you like screwed up one earlier today. I forgot what it was, but oh, I, 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 but I decided I, I've said to, things yeah. like the bare nuts uh, information, you know, and they're like, "What does that mean?" And I was like, you know, like the bare nuts, like uh, nuts and bolts. I so don't yeah. ask me. I'm I'm terrible. Oh, at this I love it. I love it. All right, well, um, Steve, you know, we really appreciate you, man. Um, yeah. Again, guys, please, please just check out Steve's content. It, it's really, really good. Fantasy Fantasy Guides on Instagram. Um, you're on Twitter as well, right? Fantasy guys. Is that at yep. fantasy guys as well? Yeah. Okay. And I'm trying to get, trying to do more or X, whatever it is. I'm trying to do more yep. tweeting, trying to be more active on threads as well. Um, and I just want to say to everybody, Froz, everything you said about me, I would reciprocate uh, as well. Froz, actually, I texted him yesterday um, because <laughs> I have a draft that I was supposed to, my own league draft that they've been trying to <laughs> nail down a date. And then I realized it's on my anniversary. And so I, <laughs> I text everybody go, oh, is this a bad time to bring up that I just realized the draft's <laughs> on my anniversary? And I actually texted Frost. I was like, any chance you want to do my draft? And he's like, I'm down. Just let me know who you want to. Fortunately, Frost, I, I think we switched it. So I, I don't need you to do that. But that's. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I think we switched it. Frost was looking forward to it. I was. <laughs> no, I was like, you know, he, I, I, you were like, who are your guys? I was like, dude, you just do what you want. Just draft my team for me. I'll, I'll trust <laughs> whoever you draft. And I do. I trust. Everything Faraz says, and a lot of times I check and see what you guys are saying, you and Zach, uh, in your analysis to like, see, am I in line with this? Because I do trust you guys' information so much. So thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Of course, and, uh, man. I love it. And, 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 you know, it's really worth, you know, checking out, you know, different opinions, especially, what, you know, on a lot of stuff, right? Because there's a lot of stuff, yeah. like, you know, we change our opinions all the time. As you guys know, if, you, if you've been listening to the podcast since January of this year, we've changed our taste on a lot of stuff. Okay. And a lot of that has to do with guys like Steve who bring things up that you just haven't considered. Okay. So it's important to take in multiple perspectives. Okay. So go check out Steve. We'll be hopefully working more together uh, in the future. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to close it out here, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate everybody. Uh, we'll have more podcasts out episodes out this week. We got to a little bit of a slow start this week, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. All right, guys, take it easy. See ya. Bye-bye. Peace. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 